Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, and Kellen Kennedy with you. We're going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline in 29 seconds time at 7804960063. Guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris, Brendan, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open. Uh, 4 o'clock on Euler game days, 5 p.m. until close Tuesday through Sunday. All right, we're going to drop the puck, and we're going to start with Peter on line number one. Peter, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? I'm doing great. Well, what do you How think? You doing? I'm doing very well. well. Be- they won 15 straight. I'm doing pretty good. I'll be honest. I was one of those bandwagon one foot on one foot off i had i had no belief in the team based on how they played at the beginning of the season i thought maybe by the all-star break we'd be in contention to go on a on a run um just like we've done the last few years and maybe squeak in on a wild card but the way that they were playing did not give me any belief so what changed it? What, what do you see that changed it for the Edmonton Oilers? So they're 23, eight-game winning streak, three losses, then a 15-game winning streak, taking a 15-game heater into tomorrow's game. What do you think has been the biggest I thing? Think, I think it's Darnell Nurse, Matias Ekholm, and DeHarnay. I think the back end is completely solidified under uh, Knobloch. And Paul Coffey. All right, thanks for the call. Thanks, Peter. 780 Leon, we're going to go to Leon on line number two. Hi, Leon. How are you doing? Hello, Bob. I'm doing good. You? Good. What do you think? Well, uh, it's really tough to win in the NHL. One game, two games, three games, pretty hard. And uh, I didn't see the 15-game winning streak at all. Leon, realistically, who does see their team winning 15 straight games? Nobody, not not today's day and age. There's so much parity in the NHL. It's it's really tough. You you can lose to Ottawa, to uh, Chicago, any 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 of the teams that are in the bottom. Look at Calgary. They've been having a hard time with what uh, Edmonton's been playing, and you figure Calgary's. You know, they're, they're, what, four games? Four games, they're on a losing streak with all those teams. Calgary's going to have, you know what? Calgary may be in the position. They're like a guy who's three-quarters bald, and he's got a skullet. There comes a point here where you just got to go bald. But, and, yeah, like, yeah. Calgary's in a position where they need to, they are going to be in a rebuild. There is... To me, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. The Calgary Flames are going to have to trade Elias Lindholm. He would be the most desirable rental forward. Rental. Now, I'm not talking about a guy... Like, as an example, if Nashville falls out of it, and I don't think they will because they got a good defense, 
But if they fell out of it, there'd be teams that'd be interested in Colton Sissons as a third line right shot center. Two point eight million. He's got multiple years left in his deal. Uh, you know, he's he's a real good third liner, right? But the best available free agent to me out there at forward is Elias Lindholm. And Calgary, I think they should trade Lindholm, and they should trade Hannafin, and they should trade Tanev, because I think they're going to be doing a little bit of a rebuild, a little bit of a reload. If you think about uh, the players they lost when they didn't trade the guys when they should have. Well, they they lost Goodrow, and then they traded. Now, Uyghur's been really good for them in Calgary, but Kachuk hasn't panned out. But what you're saying here is, you know, they've dropped four in a row, and it's a tight competitive league, but Edmonton's banged off 15 straight. It's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? Why do you think it, they've been it, able it, to do it? Well, uh, I, I knew the coaching change was coming, and if they didn't change, if any, if it didn't change after the coaching change, I knew it was going to be players getting moved, and if that didn't work, uh, the, the management would have been next, but it, it changed. Everything changed with the coaching. Uh, the goaltending has absolutely turned around 180 degrees. You know, you think about that, and uh, the defense. Matthias Ekholm said last year, we got to learn to win the one nothing games, and they are doing it right now. Yeah, all there's, I mean, all you need to know about Matthias Ekholm, he's been Ken Holland's best trade. The guy's oh, yeah. plus 43 as a member of the Edmonton. He's played 64 games. Edmonton's record with Matthias Ekholm in the lineup is 46-16-2, and he was hurt for some of the losses at the start of the year. He was not all the way back. Hey, thanks for the yep. call, Leon. You bet. 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. I think we're going to go, is it Dean on line number three? Is that where we're going next? I'm getting a thumbs up there. Hello, Dean. How are you? I'm good, Bob. Yes, I was one of those guys, but I was, so was uh, Low Tide. So was Craig Button. They Craig Button went on a segment of TSN saying uh, contender or pretender. Craig Button said the Oilers are pretenders. So anyways, but it got to the point. Um, I, I've got a little coffee gang, and I even said this in Ottawa to lie, Bob. I says, even if they go on a 15, 20-game winning streak, they will still not make the playoffs. Well, you're going to be right? wrong. I know. Exactly. I'm, I'm so glad I'm wrong. Boy, I was. I thought it was going to be a long nuclear winter up in E-Town here, Bob, but it's... So uh, how do, what's been the primary reasons why well, it's happened? I think, like you said, Ekholm is a superb defenseman, right? And a great leader, mature, that's all they got. And uh, Paul Coffey, he's been through the, he was in the prime there with Gretzky and whatnot. And they know, he knows how to keep the guys loose. And I'm, I'm a big proponent in, in a locker room that has that uh, joker, you know what I mean? And whatnot. And he knows, he knows, he's been through the wars. He knows exactly what's going on, and and the fact that uh, maybe uh, Connor with Knobloch, the relationship there, you know, he felt uh, comfortable, and he's talked into everybody saying that. I, I, I got to tell you right now, I got the sense that Connor and Leon probably didn't want the coaching change because they didn't want to be seen as guys that have run through coaches as players. Oh no, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I I totally agree with you there, Bob. But he says, uh, you know, it, something had to be done. Right, there's no way that they could have kept on with well, uh, Woody there. Seven eight. No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Bob. Yeah, well, it's in, it's interesting how it's all happened because I, you know, obviously I I put a tweet out after every game or most every game, and the response back and just how the tone has completely shifted here over the last. I mean, we're, we're t- since November 24th, so we're we're exactly at two months. 
They've been the best team in the league by a mile. It's not close. You know, yeah, like they're number exactly. one in goals for, they're number two in goals against, they're number four in the power play, they're number one in the penalty kill. I think the defense and the penalty killing, and people can correct me if they disagree, 780-496-0063. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, same number. But I think that's been the biggest surprise. Like yeah, it finally exactly. looks like, you know what, though? Can I tell you a little secret? Sure. I'm not that surprised because I know how Knobloch coaches. Okay. Yeah. I know. Very I, cool, right? Well, Very cool and calm. But okay. I also know what he. So when he took the job, he thanked his wife. He choked up and he showed some real humility. And he thanked his wife and he thanked Rob Dom. And Rob Dom was using middle zone transition in the early 2000s and he would go to coaching clinics. And NHL coaches would tell him, quote, unquote, that blank won't work at the NHL level. You're risking too many turnovers and, uh, you know, giving away pucks. You got to go up the wall. You can't, you know, there's too many crevices in the zone D. But part of playing zone defense is you know where everybody is when you get the puck. And one of the things that we've seen, and I had this conversation with a real smart guy today, we talked about the low three-on-three that both Todd McClellan and Jay Woodcroft play. And what happens come playoff time is fewer penalties are called. At least it feels like fewer. And so you can cheat a little bit more on offensive zone cycles, and you can pick guys. And and I wonder whether or not, like Todd's, Todd's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's done a good job in L.A., did a good job in yep. San Jose. Um, but, you know, he hasn't... You know, he took over a San Jose team that had a real good record before he got there. And yeah. the play- but, the, but don't you think, Bob, that he kind of uh, put a, uh, would it be an upheaval? You know, like they, they they lost to Vegas with a pretty good system he had, and then he goes to goes to some kind of well, crazy defense. I don't no, even. He, he, no, no, you know. Vegas. So Vegas played zone. Boston kept the zone that Vegas played. Uh, so Bruce Cassidy coached zone in Boston. He took it to Vegas. It eased the workload on his bigger, heavier defense, okay? Because, it, I mean, zone defense w- was basically outlawed in the NBA because the games were too low scoring. Zone defense started in the NFL because one of the uh, there's a strong belief that it really started because of a guy named Bob Hayes, who was the 100-meter champion in the 64 Olympics, and then the Cowboys signed him, and cornerbacks at five foot ten average size cornerbacks couldn't run with them so they they had to drop a safety back and eventually that became the harbinger of a thing called two deep zone or the Tampa two that uh you know John Gruden ran for a number of years and so zone de- like basically the whole premise of zone defense is you put yourself between the end goal right so you yep. oh, you always have proper support all over the ice, and I think we've seen that with the Oilers. And and mm-hmm. Chris Knobloch came from Rob's program, and he's coached zone his entire career. Jay pivoted yep. to zone after the Oilers lost um, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Jay Woodcroft's a smart guy; he's going to get another job. There's no question he's going to get another oh, opportunity. Yeah, for sure. But then yep. he moved off of zone when we played the Heritage Classic. Now, you wouldn't have known in the first period because Calgary spent no time 5-on-5 five five in the Edmonton end in that game. The Oilers just kicked 11 snot out of the flames at the Heritage Classic yep. at Commonwealth Stadium. Um, but one of the things that the Oilers did at the start of the year when they did zone is they didn't use the middle of the ice in transition. 
and Paul Coffey came in, and he wanted his defenseman making plays. So there's a, to me, the penalty killing and the defensive numbers are the two things that are. Compl- I, I'm I'm absolutely convinced Jay's teams would have scored if he'd kept the job. I I, yeah. I I don't think they. But that said, they would not be playing the same system, and I don't know if the penalty killing would have been quite as good. Hey, how many how many games did they get old goalie though, Bob? How many? Earl, it had to be at least eight. Right, have to be at least eight, yep. eight games. But I would eight. suggest to you that the caliber of opportunity has gone down. Now, saying that Skinner was minus ten and goal saved above expecta- expectation to start yeah. the year. Right when the mm-hmm. coaching change was made, since then he's uh, plus fourteen because he's plus four. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get a couple more calls in. Yeah, Thanks you betcha. Call. Okay, have a good night, Bob. Yep, seven eight zero four nine six. Zero zero six three. I don't know what's going on with uh, my cheaters. I think I grabbed the wrong glasses here. Uh, Kellen, where are we going next? Where do you want uh, me to go? Let's go to Henry on line one. Henry's waited a while on line number one. Hello, Henry. You're on Oilers now. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Bob? Good. What do you think? Well, you know what? I think there's a number of factors. Uh, I was uh, pretty skeptical of the goal of the coach, coaching change. Yep. But um, because I think Jay was a good coach, but Jay you know is what? a good coach. He is a good coach, and I think. But I think the biggest factor is Paul Coffey, um, just turning the defense around. So that makes uh, Skinner better as well. Uh, there's people throwing rocks at Dustin, uh, the goalie coach. Uh, Dustin Schwartz. Well, yeah, he's had a long run as a goalie lot. coach, but that happens sometimes in organizations. There's well, lots of goalie coaches uh, that have survived through five or six head coaching changes because people think they do a good job. I can tell you right now, McClellan, Tippett, and uh, uh, Woodcroft all told me they thought Dustin was an excellent goalie coach. Okay? Yeah, so, so it obviously wasn't Dustin because uh, look what look how Skinner's playing right now. So so it's, uh, sometimes it's good to uh, not get rid of everybody. And then obviously <laughs> Jay was the first one to go. Well, yeah. Too bad. Okay. All right. Awesome. You waited a long time. Thanks, Henry. Take care. Yeah, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. We're going to uh, go to Don out of St. Paul on uh, line number two. Hello, Don. How you doing? Don, you there? Hello, Don. I think it's Dan, actually. Oh, it's Dan? Dan, my apologies. Dan, how you doing? Uh, good night. Good. Hey, good night. It's uh, Dan here from Australia. Oh, okay. Uh, I think the biggest head structure at the start of the season was their record, considering the caliber that they've got. Yeah. Um, and what happened last year. But obviously, the coaching change is probably none of the players wanted. has made a massive, massive difference with Knobloch, obviously, having the experience of coaching zone. But then also, Coffee coming in with his experience, I think it's just made the world a difference. And it's the biggest head structure, considering they were, what, 3 9 and 1, and now. They've gone on a 15 game. They're 20. They're 23 and three in the last 26 games. Like that's that's a pretty healthy run. So. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> considering considering the start, which I think even shines more of a spotlight on the streak that they're having, which is even more impressive. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for Bye. the call, Dana. All right, let's go to K Jam on line number three. K Jam, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? Doing good, man. Yeah, I think I think that the coaching changes obviously made a huge impact on the penalty kill, and you see it in the defensive zone, right? Uh, a bit as well, for sure. But yeah, I I think the Oilers would have turned it around anyways. Uh, my opinion, they would have turned it around anyways. I don't know if it would have been quite as dramatic, but it's confidence and it's goaltending for me that stand out in desperation. 
they they got to a point where they were desperate and I think that that was I, I think that seeing the coaching change from a guy who had done a good job from a guy who deserved to be a coach in the NHL probably even still for this team I think that that sent a huge shock and and created that level of desperation to create the momentum and the shift to be where we're at. Honestly, the rest of everything else, I think the Oilers would have made the playoffs, but I I don't know about um you know the the kind of sustain, the kind of uh uh you know bringing it through to every game. I think that what really happened here was the shock of seeing a guy that deserved to be your coach lose his job because you weren't performing and knowing that it's it's time like there's there's no excuses for anybody anymore and i think that that was the the real catalyst i like what paul coffee's done i'm glad to see that the penalty kill is doing well i'm interested to see how the coach responds when things get tough because I don't think that that's really been a big part of his NHL career so far. Um, and I haven't really liked as much of the goal reviewing. I don't think that uh, they've done as great a job on challenges since. Those are small things, okay. though. And, and like I said, I think the catalyst is the change. Here's where I should tell you, they have a different uh, video coach this year, too. They had a guy named Jeremy Kupal who stepped aside this uh, off season and he was excellent at his job, and they basically have two new video guys. So that's an interesting point by you. Uh, thanks for the call, KJM. Final one, I think we're going to, is it Rob here? Kellen, give me the thumbs up. Rob, you got the final word here at 551 in Edmonton. What do you got? Dude, we lose Rob. Rob going once. Rob is gone. Yeah, he's gone. All right. Uh, we will get to some of your texts when we come back. Let's get to the orders now. Injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. I have breaking news for you as we speak. Neither Nashville nor Edmonton has anybody on IR. In fact, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, and it is the all-star break coming back, so you're going to see some teams stash some players down on the farm. They've just sent Philip Kemp down to Bakersfield. He'll probably be there uh, during the All-Star break. We'll come back, get to some of your texts when we return on Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you. Uh, second hour of the show, we will hear from Frank Cervelli for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. For Conlon Motorsports, our Oilers throwback feature today with Ben Scrivens. Reed Wilkins will slide by as well. He's been a busy guy. Uh, I want to tell you, you can join New West Travel, an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights, deluxe hotel, great game tickets, and a welcome reception with yours truly. Complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium tour and a National League baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. We sold out Nashville at the start of the year. We sold out Montreal in January. We got Dallas to close in April. Check out New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Dennis and Jason and their staff will take care of you. To the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Sonny in Vancouver says, Bob, every year you mention a player that if you were a GM, you would go for, but that get player ends up getting traded to another team. Guys like Lafferty, Hagel, Nick Paul come to mind. Just wanted you to know that, uh, just want to know who you think that guy will be this year. Seems like uh, you're high on Colton Sissons on his bandwagon. Also, who is the defenseman that you could target as a seventh depth uh, depth D-man that could supplement Broberg for this year? (laughs) 
All right. Yeah, I like Sissons. He's a right shot. He's average in the face. The the best pending UFA right shot guy is Elias Lindholm. The a guy with term is Sissons. I have no idea. I mean, Nashville's probably going to make the playoffs, I would think. I don't see him, but he's $2.8 million. He's a real solid third-line player. Seventh defenseman, we just saw him play last night. Jacob Magna. Six foot six. He can play left or right D. He's a dirt cheap, sub $800,000 a year D man. I have no idea why he couldn't crack Seattle's lineup, but to me, he's the perfect number seven defenseman. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Coach Mike, early in the season, the playoffs looked impossible. At this point, does missing the playoffs seem just as impossible? Yes, it does. It's a good team. It's a good team. I don't know if the Oilers can catch Vancouver. I just want I, I, they All day they can catch Vegas. Vancouver's got too many points ahead of them right now, and Vancouver's got a good team. Uh, this text comes in, Bob. One thing I haven't heard anybody mention is that the Oilers are tied for the fewest overall losses in the entire NHL this year. Just think about that, given how they started the year, and we're not even at the All Star break yet. Is that right? The Oilers are because what are they right now? They are twenty eight, fifteen, and one at the forty four game mark. So they've got sixteen over. I'm going to check that during the break. That's that's impressive. If guys are doing work, let me tell you. Uh, from Peachland, BC, Bob, do you think that Broberg could replace Kulak in the lineup? It's interesting what's going on with Kulak. Two sets of defense play on the penalty kill Nurse and CC, Ekholm and Dayarnay. Bouchard's in power play one, Ekholm and Nurse are in power play two. Where does that put Kulak? He's he's a good. I'd say he's a luxury at that price point, two point seven five million. Um, but I mean, Nurse and Eckholm on the left side. Yeah, I think and Broberg's playing a ton down in the minors. It's interesting. It's an interesting conversation point. Who is handling? Is it Thomas Dias? Is that who's got the global? That's what I have. Yep. Thomas Dias up next with a global news weather traffic update. Frank Cervalli, he predicted this Oilers massive turnaround undoubtedly for the horses and horse racing in Alberta when we return on Oilers Now.